You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni with you after a big win for the Braves. Some history for their leadoff man, Ron Lacuna Jr., and unfortunately, another injury that the Braves pitching staff is going to have to try to figure out after Charlie Morton was forced out of the game after just one inning. The good news, the Braves won 9-6. to six. They have taken the first two games of this four-game set. As I mentioned, Ron Lacuna Jr., that history, his 40th home run of the year. He started the game out with a bang and became the fifth member of the 40-40 club and, of course, much more. Ron Lacuna Jr. has done much more for us to talk about as far as his season. His night is concerned on that night that he does join that very elusive and exclusive club in Major League Baseball. We'll get into all of that and, of course, preview the rest of the weekend for you as we continue. But before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Click that bell. You'll get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Leave us those likes and comments. We appreciate those. A lot to uh, comment about after this one, that's for sure. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. So, Jake, it's kind of uh, two sides of a coin. The history for Ron Lacuna Jr., a night worth celebrating, an injury to Charlie Morton, a night in which we were dealt a little bit more uncertainty as far as the Braves' rotational picture heading towards October. Yeah, definitely some mixed emotions on this one, but I think mainly good on this one with Ronald Acuna Jr. getting it done. We've been waiting for that 40th home run to see him uh, you know, accomplish that, a huge accomplishment that it is. Only been done five times in the history of baseball, and obviously he's even gone further than that at this point with the stolen bases and maybe some more to come. So uh, just a great night for him. So excited and to see the way you know he reacted to it, running around the bases. I mean, that was just pure joy, and you just love to see that out there from Ronald. Yeah, I always love to see Ron Lacuna Jr. doing big things, and it was all of Braves country, I think. Obviously, Ronald himself had to be very, very excited, maybe a little bit relieved to finally reach that big milestone for him, even if he's not out there chasing them night in and night out. It's just kind of a byproduct of maybe just being one of the best players we're ever going to see. This was a special night for him, and there was a lot of celebration going on down in Venezuela where they were having watch parties to see Ron Lacuna Jr. hit his 40th home run, so some very cool stuff as far as that's concerned. Let's get into game number 154 for the Braves, a 9-6 victory over the Nationals. Atlanta is now 99-55, and 55, nine runs, 10 hits, no errors, and four men left aboard. The Nationals 68-87, and 87, six runs, 10 hits, one error, and 10 men left on base. Michael Tonkin had to come on a relief in the second inning after Charlie Morton exited with some right index finger discomfort, the Braves were calling it. We'll get more into that in a moment. Tonkin now 7-2, and two. Patrick Corbin taking the loss. 10 and 14 on the year. And Rysel Iglesias is 30th save. Jake, let's get into the Charlie Morton side of this because unfortunately, uh, before we get to celebrate Ron Lacuna Jr. Or, or as we were celebrating that, it didn't last for very long because Charlie Morton only lasted one inning against the Nationals. Couple of walks and a strikeout. We saw Michael Tonkin getting ready in the bullpen. That kind of clued you in that maybe something was going wrong. He exited the game. The Braves said it was right index finger discomfort. You have Mark Bowman of MLB.com who mentioned they did x-rays. Those were negative, but an MRI in the offing, and there's just no telling what exactly this could be, the severity of this for Charlie Morton and what that means to the Braves rotation, particularly with the news of Max Freed 
landing on the injured list with a recurrence of that blister issue. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the number one offseason goal is to find a finger specialist. I don't know uh, what exactly is happening here at, at the moment, but yeah. certainly, you know, the timing it couldn't be any worse. And again, it gives you kind of vibes from last uh, last season going into the postseason with a, a banged up Spencer Strider and Spencer St and Max Freed coming off an illness. So certainly hope it's not anything major for either one of these guys, you know, blisters are something Max Freed has dealt with and it is something I feel like he'll be able to come back from and be okay, but that you're going to have two weeks off, uh, you know, in between starts. So could he be a little rusty? That's certainly something you worry about as well, but uh, who knows what's going to come with this Charlie Morton situation. I know, uh, you know, they're reporting, you know, a sprain is what they're calling it now, I think, and then passed all, all tests out there. And we'll obviously get more from the MRI, but I mean, this is the one I think Grant that sounds a little bit more serious and, you know, you miss, one of those guys even uh, really, you know, shortens up what you can do with your rotation. Obviously, you know, having those guys in there is a big plus for the Braves, uh, certainly. And you just hope that it's going to be OK and you can get both of them for that division series. Yeah, you're going to need both of those guys. That's for sure. And as you look at what the Braves were already dealing with, with Max Freed and some uncertainty there, I wasn't overly alarmed about that because having talked to Freed, it sounded like something that he could have and would have pitched through in a postseason situation even if there was a serious amount of discomfort. And he said, I've dealt with little blister issues over the past few years, but just nothing major. This is the first time it's been something I think that has you know, really caused him to maybe miss some time since way back in his rookie season with the Braves, 2017, 2018 anyway. Uh, as you you know, try to map out what the Braves need in their rotation, I'll tell you, healthy Max Fried is there, Spencer Strider, and a healthy Charlie Morton. And uh, if you look at... Charlie Morton's importance to this, and I know we've talked about this a time or three here on the postcast. It's been an up-and-down season for him, but this is one of those guys with a postseason pedigree and the ability to help stabilize this rotation that you don't want to be going to battle in the postseason without one of the men who could be your horses in this particular uh, race as far as you can get in October. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I know Charlie's had his ups and downs the last couple of years, really, but we know what he can do when he's on, and he can be one of the better pitchers in baseball still, and he's capable of giving you six, seven, you know, dominant innings out there. So uh, a guy I think many teams would love to have in the middle of their postseason rotation and certainly a big part of it. And yeah, in the NLDS, it's a little bit more shortened and maybe you can get by with it. But certainly if the Braves hope to go forward, uh, they're going to need Charlie Morton and a healthy Charlie Morton along with Freed and Strider uh, and the rest of those guys to, to help them win. Yeah, so we're not going to speculate too much beyond just knowing that for Charlie Morton, this injury does cast some doubt on his status for the Braves in the near term. And the postseason is part of that near term. So clearly a lot to unpack as we move forward here. Only one inning out of him meant that the bullpen had to cover the other eight they allowed six runs, but you needed somebody to step in and you know do the work for you. And it got done by Michael Tonkin, a couple of innings scoreless. Darius Vines came in, three and a third innings, three runs. Brad Hand charged with a couple of runs. Pierce Johnson, two-thirds of an inning, and the final inning covered by Rysel Iglesias. So they did get the job done. They did pick up the win. It looks like the weather's going to impact at least Saturday's action, which has already been postponed. We'll see what Sunday has to hold. Uh, but for the Braves having to empty out their bullpen on the Friday night, having the Saturday off is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, we'll get back into the Ron Lacuna Jr. discussion because I feel like there's a little bit of not just history, but also the many accomplishments that this guy has put up that we need to discuss quite a bit as we head on into the rest of the show. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know this episode of the Braves Postcast is brought to you by Sleeper and the MLB playoffs, as we discussed, are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. You can pick more or less stats on your favorite baseball stars. That includes home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more for up to a 100-time payout 
on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a $100 match, up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Ron Lacuna Jr., that was, I think, the good part of this. If there were two sides of this coin, the good one was Ron Lacuna Jr. The leadoff home run is 34th of his career. His uh, 40th home run of the year puts him in the 40-40 and then some club. That's what we've been calling it. 40-50 belongs to him. 40-60 belongs to him. 40-70 could be next. But in this club, Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, and Alfonso Soriano, the only other men who have done it as far as 40-40 is concerned. But Acuna putting together the best 40-40 season of all time, leading Major League Baseball with 143 runs scored, 209 hits, 68 steals, on-base percentage, and topping the National League in OPS. This, Jake, is the, st- the slash line of a player that I feel like was plucked out of a video game and not somebody who's actually out there doing it day in and day out the way Ronald Acuna Jr. has been doing it. I don't even know if I could put up those numbers in a video game. I mean, it's just truly incredible what he is doing. And again, he's done it from beginning to end. And I think, you know, when you look at the MVP race between he and Mookie Betts, and Betts is having a great season if you vote for him, I won't hold it against you, but to me, it's an obvious choice with Ronald, just the the numbers that he's put up and how consistent he's been from beginning to end and just a historic season that he's having. I I, I know he somewhat joked a couple of seasons ago talking about perhaps going for 50-50, and I thought it was you know somewhat joking at the time. If he starts hitting home runs at the pace he has this last month, I mean, it is certainly within his grasp to do that in future seasons. I mean, I, I don't put anything past this guy at this point, just how incredible he is, how talented he is. And again, I, I just, my, my best thing I love was just the emotion that you showed that he showed on that home run. I mean, streaking around the bases the quickest he's ever gotten around there. And mm-hmm. you saw how excited he was to get back and celebrate that with his teammates. I mean, just, he's so much fun to watch. I think he's so incredible for the game of baseball. And I'm glad we get to watch and, and talk about him on a nightly basis. Yeah, we came into the month of September with there being at least some kind of debate about who the National League MVP was. And I understood it was for good reason because Ronald Acuna Jr. is not the only guy in baseball that's going to have a great season. But what he's done in September, I think, is everything he could do to erase all doubt that he should be the National League's MVP. And I think that's going to be the case at this point. This history-making night is 40th home run of the year, putting him in that elite club as far as power and speed and everything else he's been doing, cutting down the strikeouts. Um, you know, vying for a batting title. He's second in the National League as, as far as that's concerned. It's just incredible to watch what this guy does. And it's, uh, you know, who knows what's to come. I don't know what this guy does for an encore at 25 years old. He's putting up one of the best seasons we may ever see. And that is uh, some pretty outstanding stuff. Braves offense also needed a few other big hits. Austin Riley provided one, a two-run homer, part of a four-RBI night for Austin Riley. So good to see that. Marcelo Zuna, meanwhile, a three-run homer that came in handy. In the seventh inning, the Braves won by three. Ozuna becomes the fifth different Braves hitter to reach 90 runs batted in, Jake. Obviously, there's, what, about a week and a half left, uh, starting with Sunday's doubleheader to continue to chip away at that. Braves could have Austin Riley and Marcel Ozuna reach the 100 RBI plateau that already includes Ronald Acuna Jr., Anzi Albies, and Matt Olson. This is some kind of one through five. It is, and Ozuna, I believe, is four homers away from 40, and Riley's three, so uh, they'd have to get you on a really good streak here to end it, but, you know, it'd be possible to have four guys with 40-plus home runs as well. I mean, uh, it's great to see what those guys are doing, and Ozuna, you know, what the turnaround he's had this season, but I think for Riley in particular, a guy who's your number three hitter, and he's had a good year <laughs> when you take out the fact that he's been 
you know, sandwiched in between two MVP candidates. He's had a really good season, but he has had some ups and downs, and he's somebody that when he's hot, he can be one of the better hitters in baseball. So hopefully these are signs of him heating up at the right time because obviously you get a hot Austin Riley Acuna, as we said, has been one of the more, or he has been the most consistent player all year long. And then what Matt Olson's done as well behind him. And now you got Ozzy also heating up. I mean, it just makes this offense so dangerous and so special, like you said, top to bottom. But for me, if those guys at the top are all clicking at the same time, like they're capable of, I just don't know who can, who can keep them off the board. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge for any pitcher. And we've talked about that all season long. I mean, when you sit down to do your game plan, good luck figuring out where you're going to go get your outs. It's not going to be too easy. And even some that you might expect to be a little easier than others, those could be the guys that come through with the big hits for the Braves on those nights. It's just how complete this lineup has been. But clearly, some superstar performances happening at the top of the order. One other note I found on Ron Lacuna Jr. because I've been watching the Braves a long time and studying Braves history for most of that Last time a Braves hitter had 209 hits, which is what Acuna has right now, was 1974. It was Ralph Gar. That, of course, was the year that Hank Aaron broke the home run record. So uh, right about 50 years ago was the last time a Braves hitter put up as many hits as Ron Lacuna Jr. has so far in the season with eight games left to play. Truly incredible stuff for number 13. Uh, we will talk about what's going on on Saturday, or I should say what's not going on on Saturday, and get you set up for Sunday's doubleheader after I tell you about another of our great sponsors here on the show. This episode of the Braves Postcast also brought to you by DoorDash. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You'll get exactly what you're, you'll, you've ordered or will make it right, so sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. That's a limited time offer and terms apply. That's code LOCKEDON for 50% off your first order up to $20 with DoorDash. The Braves were going to be playing a single game on Saturday and a single game on Sunday, but Saturday's game has been postponed officially. There's some weather already that was rolling into the area on Friday night, so they've gone ahead and uh, postponed that game. There's a doubleheader. On Sunday, that will have Kyle Wright and Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves in some order. Uh, Jake, let's talk a little bit about Kyle, then we'll get a little bit into Spencer as well. But I think you just want to see more innings, higher pitch count, and maybe some better results from Wright this time around. He's facing a lineup that you know can hurt you from time to time. They showed it in the first couple of games, and particularly on Friday night as they had to work it for, against the Braves bullpen for eight innings. But for Kyle, I think it's just about finding some consistency, whether that's release point, mechanics, and what have you. Yeah, and how big is it now, obviously, with the, the injuries in the rotation to see Kyle Wright hopefully take some steps forward. And I'm sure he's got to be happy that he's not facing that Phillies lineup again. You know, not easy to come up after you've been on the, the IL most of the year and come up and face that Phillies offense. So hopefully that'll help a little bit. And again, just see him taking some steps forward. I mean, you got to see it at this point. He's likely going to get, you know, two more starts in here. So really need to see him getting stretched out this guy's still not even stretched out fully at this point so to see that continue to happen and develop and just continue to work on getting better command of his pitches and getting more trust for them is really what you want to see from Kyle Wright in this one give you some length get better command of those pitches hopefully we see that on Sunday yeah Saturday's day off will also allow the Braves bullpen to reset just a little bit because as I mentioned they had to use those guys for eight innings Michael Tonkin covering a couple Darius Vines, three and a third, so we'd be unlikely to see him again. An inning out of Brand Hand, two-thirds of an inning out of Pierce Johnson. And then you also had uh, Rysel Iglesias close it out for his 30th save of the year. 
but you're going to need to have some guys on standby, I think, as Wright continues to work through this. But if you can get that pitch count up to 80 or 85 by the time he closes the regular season, it at least leaves the door open to make him an option, particularly with a cloud kind of hanging over the rotation in terms of Max Fried's blister issue and more to the point, Charlie Morton's finger issue, which forced him out of this start after just one inning. Uh, as the Braves will be spent sending Spencer Strider to the mound in one of those games on, on Sunday as well. Strider, of course, is looking for the strikeout record for the Braves franchise single season. That is 276 for John Smoltz in 1996 when he won the Cy Young. Strider sitting on 270 with at least this start left in the season. Jake, we could see a little bit of history on Sunday, and that, of course, is weather permitting, I guess. Yeah, I would certainly love to see it, but at the same time with what's happened these last two starts, I just want to see Strider get through this healthy, put him in some bubble wrap, and get him ready for the NLDS. Cannot take any more injuries to this rotation, but certainly Strider's got you know some personal achievements left to pitch for here, and uh, I think he's still in this Cy Young discussion as well. I know Blake Snell, the great game he had the other day, maybe he wrapped things up there, but uh, certainly Strider, I think, will probably finish top three, four in that, and like you said, chance at a record uh, to set the franchise record for strikeouts in a season. You know, that's a great accomplishment for him that he'll be looking to achieve. Yeah, 18-game winner as well. If he picks up another win and gets one more start before the regular season's over, could make a run at 20 victories. And if you get 20 wins and lead the majors in strikeouts, you've got a Cy Young case. I'm not saying you're the winner, but I'm also not saying that you're not. So do with that what you will. Sunday, the Braves will play twice. We don't have all the timings and specifics on that or the pitching matchups for the Nationals, but it will be Kyle Wright and Spencer Strider on the mound as, again, Saturday's action in Washington was postponed due to inclement weather expected in the area. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast. We got through a lot. We appreciate you riding along with us. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Click the bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode of the show and so much more here on the channel. We hope you're checking all of that out. Make sure you leave us those comments and those likes. Share the show with a friend and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, the Braves with a 9-6 win over the Washington Nationals on Friday. We will catch you later in the weekend. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 